Welcome to Icky Ichabod's Weird Cinema Live from Grand Fork's Best Source. I am Icky Ichabod, and we're starting off slash Sember. So, tonight we're going to be doing the movie Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. It's a classic Christmas slasher film. Yeah, and uh, I'm looking forward to talking all about it. Uh, you know, I always like to watch a few Christmas-themed movies in December. I wouldn't have thought I would be starting off with Christmas slasher movies, but here we are. I'm looking forward to doing a few of them this month. Uh, before we get going, we're going to give a quick shout-out to our friends at Rumors Sports Bar and Casino, where it's the perfect time to stop in there. They're located right in the Grand Cities Mall. They're open every day from 11 a.m. to 2 a.m., and they have got all kinds of good stuff going on in there. With it being primetime sports season of the year right now, NBA, NHL, NFL, college sports, you name it. Rumors has wall-to-wall TVs. You'll ask the staff there, Jake, Scott, BT. They'll flip it to whatever game you're looking for. And they have all kinds of great lunch specials every day and dinner specials every night. And they also have DJ Trivia Night on Mondays, Fiesta Fridays, all kinds of good stuff. And you can't forget about their legendary beer towers. They got it all going on at Rumor Sports Bar and Casino, located right in the Grand Cities Mall. Open every day from 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. So, Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. Yes, and as uh, Ricky Caldwell said in, in Silent Night, Deadly Night 1, I believe, I think it was Ricky, I haven't seen Silent Night, Deadly Night Woman in ages, uh, punishment is necessary. So yeah, this is the third one we're doing, and we're just kind of looking up a little bit before the show, um, the the movies that kind of came out before this, uh, you know, the third of five. So like, this one came out... Uh, the subtitle, Better Watch Out for Silent Night, Deadly Night 3, came out in 1989, and the first two, uh, the original was in 84, and then part two was in 87. Well, here, you know, here's the thing about uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. It, back when it came out, there was, like, commercials for it around Christmas. Or, or around, after Thanksgiving, they started showing the commercials. And anyways, as it goes, they, there got to be such a stink about it. They go, oh, Santa Claus would never chop someone up or something like that. And they, they pulled the commercials, and they pulled the movie from theaters, actually. I was trying to look up information on details, and from what I was led to believe, the whole series was mostly a direct-to-video series. So it had a very short run in the theaters, the original did, before they were like before the, all the backlash was said. No way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this movie, it, it's, it stars a great uh, Bill Mosley. Bill Mosley was... if, if for people who aren't familiar with Bill Mosley, he was in uh, very prolific horror slasher movie. Very prolific. Movie. He was slash uh, Chop Top in uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two. He was uh, Otis Driftwood. Otis in- Driftwood in all Rob Zombie's movies, and yeah, very. And he's also in a mm-hmm. band called Bill and Phil with Phil and Semmel from Pantera. And this is this is one of his earlier movies. He's only he was only just a few years into his career at this point, being the main uh, antagonist in this movie. Yeah. And I guess just kind of as we got into the movie, they show flashbacks from the previous movie, uh, the previous two films in here. I, I just presumed uh, before I looked up afterwards, I thought that, that Otis uh, Bill Mosley played the antagonist in the first two films, but he he wasn't. <laughs> no. Which, you know, it's kind of inconsistent a little bit. You know, I think there was a different person in the first movie. And in the second movie, it was kind of a copycat, I think. So do you want to get us up to speed on the first two uh, Silent Night, Deadly Nights? And just for a heads up, if people want to find these movies, they are available streaming for free on the Tubi app. That's how I watched it. So, yeah, what, what, what happened in the first two Silent Night, well, Deadly in the Nights? First, in the first movie, a, a kid sees his parents murdered by a Santa Claus when 
they stop at a, you know, to help a hitchhiker. And basically he gets PTSD or something like that. And he starts working at a toy, toy store, if I remember right, in the first film. And then they make him dress like Santa Claus and he sees one of his uh, co-workers being, you know, violated and he just goes nuts and just starts killing people. And that's the origin story for the villain then. Just I think kinda. so, yeah. Okay. I have as I said, I haven't seen the movie in a long time. It's it's kinda kind of uh <coughs> ambiguous. Yeah, it was a uh, yeah, I haven't seen the this is my the first mo- time I've seen any of the five movies. Uh so I think I've heard of them over the years. But uh yeah, this is my first time diving in. There's yeah. So, yeah, there was uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Initiation in 1990, and then Toymaker, the fifth one, in 1991. So they pumped all five of these out. So you can kind of see in the beginning here, in the kind of the background, you can see uh, Ricky, that's the name of the, uh, the antagonist. He's in a coma to start the movie. Yeah, because they shot him in the second movie. And, uh, and then Laura, who's the main protagonist, I don't know if she got recasted or if it's just... I, I want to say I'd look into the, I looked into the research for the... Uh, from what I gathered was uh, this is an all-new protagonist, and they were trying to find someone who had uh, mental psychic abilities. So that they could you know, work with people who are in a coma to see if they can wake them up. As they say, the phone that hasn't rung in a while, they're just going to want to ring it. And that was kind of like how they recruited or Laura volunteered to be part of this uh, experiment. Yes. And so, yeah. so how did you like that opening setup where they show her trying, they're, they're monitoring her dreams to see if she can establish this link? And she's blind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's a big thing to point out to. Yeah, she is blind. Also, yes. Yeah. That, that kind of. Yeah. That's kind of an interesting twist for a main character than for a horror movie. I don't. I can't think of. There probably has been examples of that in the past, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. Well, and every time Ricky sees sees or hears something about Christmas, he just goes nuts and starts killing people. Yeah. So she's kind of. You know. She. She's, uh, they keep examining her or having, doing these experiments and they keep showing these flashbacks of the previous two films. Do you think those kind of caught, did a decent enough job catching everyone up to speed? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Um, so, and I kind of looked up a little bit of this actress for Laura, Samantha Scully. She doesn't have a whole lot of IMDb, uh, filmography. I know. Uh, she she only she only really did just four major films. That she I guess from what I looked up, she has an uncredited cameo in the fourth Silent Night, Deadly Night. But her only other notable performance is Best of the Best. But how did you think uh, Samantha Scully did here as Laura? I, I I liked how she played the character. Yeah, I, you know, there's a small part of me where it seems like it kind of has like that campy B movie kind of. It's it is, it intentionally is. so bad it's good quality to her. It does, it does, especially at the end, the end scene. But we'll talk about that later. But I think for this type of movie, it works. So, how did you like this well, you film? Know, can I say something? Oh, go real ahead. Quick? You know, a lot, a lot of the the slasher movies that came out because the, there was a whole trope of them back in the '70s and '80s due to Friday the Thirteenth and Black Christmas and Halloween. Um, there was like Slumber Party Massacre, oh, Maniac. I love, I love Slumber Party Massacre. Um, uh, Slaughterhouse High or something like that. You know, but they used a lot of camp. Oh, yeah. That's, in, in these movies. That's what made them playing into good. the cliches, you know, you know, intentionally splitting up the group when they're on the run and people make just the teens intentionally uh, tripping over and getting caught up and slashed up by the by the villain. And you loved them for just doing the corny stuff like this. 
Well, you know, one of the corniest slasher films that I've ever seen is Child's Play. Oh, yeah, Child's Play. But we've talked about that oh, before. Gosh. So. so how do you like in this film how Ricky gets awakened from his coma by a drunk Santa Claus a in drunk the hospital? Santa Claus. Hey, Perry, Co- who's your who's your favorite, your favorite uh, singer, Perry Coma or something like that? Yeah, so it was interesting. He's kind of Santa's making his rounds and sneaking in little shots of vodka or something there in between and rounds. On nurses. <laughs> oh my gosh! Just they they, they make sure that uh, Ricky's vic- victims in this movie they make him very smug and unlikable. <laughs> so, except for the grandma. <laughs> except for the grandma, but a lot of his early victims here. Yeah, like the like they kind of have like the the gruff sh- the gruff short uh, secretary at the hospital. Kind of giving Laura short shrift when she's like, oh, can you find my brother? And she's like, I'm busy. <laughs> and then, she, <laughs> so you kind of don't mind Ricky having his way with her. <laughs> I, I just, you know, I like how it shows him walking down the highway in a, in a, a, um, a hospital robe with his brain hanging out. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. like, like, like that wouldn't cause any stir of a stir. You know, yeah, you kind of see it in the background here where he's in, in the coma. But yeah, that's his that's his getup. He has his brain exposed in a little bowl there, a plastic bowl, a petri dish, more or less, right? <laughs> but you know, it's funny because he's walking down the freaking highway, like in a, on a hospital robe with his brain sticking out, and a guy picks him up and goes, "Hey, what happened to you? You have a head transplant?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, just as kind of. This- just pays no attention to him. Make hey, buddy, what's up? And then, of course, he makes a joke against Ricky, and Ricky takes offense, and of course, steals the van. And and he, I guess he, you know, since him and uh, Laura are, are ha- they have that mental that psychic, psychic link, link he yeah. knows he's on she's on her way to see his visit her grandma for for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So he beats Laura to the Christmas location, and yeah, the grandma character is pretty interesting, and, and like she's preparing this immaculate dinner, and Ricky gets there first. <laughs> and he he has the immaculate dinner, and then she, she tries to give him a Christmas present, and he sees the, the bow, and it, he just freaks out. Yeah, yeah, he just, yeah, he loses it. He's like, how dare you be kind to me? <laughs> And uh, well, I, you know, if I if I was a serial killer who dressed like Santa Claus, I don't think I'd want to see a. Yeah, you you wouldn't want uh, you wouldn't want this treatment. <laughs> no. So we get introduced to some other supporting characters too, like Laura. She's getting a ride to the grandma to the family dinner by her brother and, and his girlfriend. Yep, and so you kind of get introduced to them. And meanwhile, they realize back at the hospital, you know, there's that a big... Rick, Ricky is after... Ricky escaped and left a pile of bodies. And so you get introduced to the... I guess you meet him at the beginning of the movie, too, the doctor examining... Uh, well, he believes in science. He doesn't believe in anything else, apparently. And then, then the main detective, who's like this Lieutenant Connolly, who's just a super, super arrogant detective. I like the part when he's talking about the cell phone in the car. Yeah, yeah. How did you like that? They're they're kind of on the road, getting trying to, kind of on their tail to get to the the family grandma's household. Yeah, and they're kind of trying to talk out the case, and the 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 detective's trying to. He's showing off this car phone he has, late '80s car phone, and he's trying to upsell the the doctor on getting him, uh, selling him one of these car phones. Because he gets hundred dollars off, gets a commission. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Gotta love it in these slasher flicks, right? You know, I, I love slasher films personally. There's a really good book. It's called the Mammoth Film Ma- Mammoth Book of Slasher Films. It's really awesome. If you know, if anyone wants to check it out, they should. 
Yeah, you're kind of bringing that up kind of before we went on the air. Does it? How far back does it go and how far, uh, when was it published? It's like more 70s and 80s, 90s stuff, 2000s. Okay. Kind of it was so- probably published in uh, maybe 2016. Okay, so pretty up to date until then. Yeah. Okay. I know I, I, I got one of those for uh, for my brother for zombie movies, complete guided zombie movies, but that one was probably over a decade old at this point. But So finally, you know, it's, I, I looked at the timers, so Ricky finally catches up, makes his first contact with uh, Laura and her brother and the girlfriend there at the family household. It was like just over an hour into the movie, and, it's, and the movie's just under an hour and a half. Really? Yeah, so it takes a while to get to the main uh, the main uh, chase there. Uh, did, did, did that stand out to you, or were you wondering, when is Ricky going to finally start chasing down Laura here? Yeah, when she they find the grandma in the basement... Anyways, as it goes. Yeah, and he starts, Ricky starts chasing him down, and they kind of have a little cat and mouse chase. And uh, Laura's the only one that survives. She's the, the final girl. Well, it's kind of uh, left a little ambiguous if her brother survives or not. Because uh, they make it look like uh, that Ricky kind of stabs her brother, and then later Ricky chases down Laura uh, and they're having their big final confrontation in the family basement there. And she stabs him with a pool cue. But then they got to have the cheesy, corny late 80s line here too where the brother comes back. You think he's dead, but he comes back with a shotgun and he has that corny um, Memorex catchphrase line (laughs) uh, before he blasts it off. Straight up shotgun blast to the chest for Ricky, which Ricky no-sells and proceeds to just choke out the brother there <laughs> yeah i was like wow he just just well he gets shot he flies back against the wall i'm like okay he should be dead but nope just gets up no cells as long it. as the brain keeps moving that's right but yeah how did you like how laura finished off ricky there yeah he's coming at her and she stabs him with a pool cue or a piece of wood or something like that yeah, a little self-impaling trips into it, and yeah, there he goes. There goes Ricky's holiday fun. Season, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it's He's not going to have a Merry Christmas. So it's, it seems like it's a happy ending for all the police get there, and then they break the fourth wall a little bit. Yeah, they show Ricky in a, Bill Mosley as Ricky in a uh, suit, and he goes, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yeah, just a little, you know, at that point, you know, the movie's kind of just pure camp and, you know, why not have a fun holiday message to end it, right? Yeah. So how would you, how would you rate this as far as like doing the holiday Christmas twist on the slasher films? I'd suggest watching Silent Night, Deadly Night 1 and 2 first. Would you say those are the better two of the those series? Those are the better two of the series because number four and five, as I said, I did not like. Yeah, and I was trying I, to... I bought, I bought a box set of these movies and it had three, four and five in there. And it's like three, four, and five are just horrible, and three is is bearable, but it's good. Yeah. So yeah, I, I was I thought this was kind of like a you know if you want to have something on in the background to wrap your presents to and just get a little bit of a kick out of just as some good campy slasher stuff. Uh, I think yeah, I, I'd probably follow your advice and watch the first two first. But I guess you know this one this was fine. I wouldn't say it was great. I wouldn't say I loved it, but, you know, okay, you know, like you said, it hits the cliches of the genre there, and so, you know, you throw the holiday twist on to it, you know, maybe make a marathon watch maybe the first three maybe in one night or something like well, that. I'm going to suggest another movie. I don't know if we're going to do it because I don't know if I can find it anywhere. 
uh, Jack Frost, and we're not talking the Michael Keaton version. Oh, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. The Killer's Snowman. Yes. It's an early Shannon and Elizabeth film, too, if I remember right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, interesting scene with her in that one. But, yeah, uh, that's Silent Night, Deadly Night 3, then. Yeah, I saw it. There's really not much on Rotten Tomatoes since it was direct video There weren't too many reviews, so there wasn't enough uh, critic reviews to get an aggregate score. But the audience approval rating wasn't high. Only 12% audience approval. <laughs> it was very low. <laughs> I guess they, they must be like like you said, that they must fans must really like the first two more. <laughs> so and, Oh, yeah, we forgot to say there's a comic book coming out, too. Yeah, it's they already had a few issues out. I guess they did a Kickstarter or crowdfund fundraiser for it online uh, american mythology productions released it you can find copies online uh just called silent night deadly night based on the movie they got comics out they had a few out now and they got a, another issue coming out in january i saw we're looking up up a little bit and they did do a remake in 2012 a loose remake that's what it said online not a not a, not a scene for scene remake uh just called silent night and that stars uh, malcolm mcdowell and oh, i like malcolm mcdowell he did the voice of the Mad Mod on Teen Titans, and he was also Dr. Loomis on uh, oh, the new yeah. Halloween. That's right. Yeah, so I haven't heard anything on, on that one, on if it's any good or not. And then I guess uh, just a, a little under two years ago, they did announce that uh, a new remake is in the works for Silent Night, Deadly Night, but there hasn't been any follow-up, like a trailer or anything announced yet, too. So maybe it's probably still in the early stages or still up in the air. But uh, yeah, um, so yeah, that is Silent Night, uh, Deadly Night 3. And uh, we just want to give a quick uh, shout-out here to uh, check out other Grand Forks Best Source shows with Christmas season in the air. What better way to get the holiday cheer than checking out the GFBS Wednesday interview this week with Lynn Roach, one of the many helpers over at the new Santa Village at the former ID dealership on South Washington. And also make sure to check out last night's Fork Sports Highway, where we debut a new recurring face to the crew and have the aftermath of Team USA's performance in the World Cup, along with the latest breakdown on UND Hockey's weekend battles with St. Cloud State. And if you're feeling really old school, then you may want to check out Midwest Super Pixel Pros from earlier today, where we play the Atari 50th anniversary celebration. Sounds fun, Dale. Sounds fun. <laughs> yes. I know I, I love your show. So, Oh, yeah. We have a good time playing some Asteroids and Missile Command and Pong on there, you guys. So if you want to help support GFBS, leave us a five-star review on Google or check out that donate link on the gfbestsource.com website. So before we preview next week's show, we got a quick word from our friends at Executive Properties. One sec here. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Our team of professionals at Executive Properties Construction have over 30 years of experience. We pride ourselves on doing quality work at a reasonable rate for our customers. Just check out what past customers have said in our amazing Google reviews. Then contact us today to get started on a bid for your next project. You can call us at 701-330-1273 or email info at executiveproperties.org. And check it out. We're hiring. We're building our new team for snow removal for this upcoming season. Contact Jess for more info at jess at executiveproperties.org. All right, Icky. I believe next week it's time in the rotation for the return of Weird Wrestling, right? Yes, it is, actually. Yes, it is. And what will we be, what, what, what can everyone expect for next week? Backyard Wrestling. I know it's kind of taboo and it's kind of nuts, but I love it. So have a nice night. Stay weird, Grand Forks. And please, if you have time, uh, watch our other shows because they're wonderful. 
and help support Grand Forks and be weird Grand Forks. <laughs>